in the New World Order. <laughs> Gotta love it, right? Yeah, definitely. So I'd like to welcome uh, everybody to the first episode of my podcast, When Wrestling Was Real. I'm your host, Brandon the Sandman. Alan, the original Sandman. <laughs> we'll get into that a little bit. But uh, really quickly, what is, what do I mean by when wrestling was real? You know, considering that uh, we all know that uh, wrestling is uh, choreographed, it's predetermined. Um, we, we, as wrestling fans, we understand this, we accept this, it's the culture, we're okay with that. Uh, what I mean by that was, man, I sure miss those days, right? I really do. I miss those days when not only did you have the fire and the flare, no pun intended, we had the fire and the flare for, uh, you know, believing that what you were seeing was legitimate, you know, and it still is legitimate as far as, uh, you know, I'm just going to quickly jump right into the whole fake thing. I don't like the word, never have. Um, spoiler alert, um, if you have not watched any of the episodes of Young Rock about uh, the one and only Rock, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson there, uh, I'm going to give away a little secret there, so I'll give you just about three seconds to, you know, uh, mute, uh, mute this for the next few minutes so you don't hear what I'm saying. All right, so on the, well, the last episode I seen anyway is with my, my uh, son when uh, one of the kids there at the high school, uh, The Rock had taken out a girl to see his dad wrestle. She, uh, she thought she's going to have a crappy time. She wound up having a great time. Wrestling can do that to people. And uh, one of the uh, punks there at the school one of the ones that also uh, liked this chick, but she, you know, kind of um, told him to hit the bricks. Uh, well, anyhow, he came up in the in the hallway there of the high school and was like getting in the rock's face, and he was also taunting and teasing him. Ah, uh, yeah, man, there was only like ten people that came to that stupid show, and blah blah blah, on and on, just really digging in, and disrespecting the business, whatever, you know, it's being a chump. The Rock took it, The Rock took it, and then uh, it wasn't until uh, he decided to uh, to say fake. Yeah, it's just a bunch of fake crap anyways or whatever. Boom! The Rock gave him an overround right and laid his ass out cold. <laughs> and he leans over real close, you know, as if the kid could hear him. He was unconscious, but I guess for the people around him. He kneels down, you know, a lesson he a lesson he learned from Andre the Giant. Of course, Andre didn't, uh, you know, knock him out. But he leans down. Don't ever use the F word, he tells him. And, of course, 
I have to remember here <laughs> as I'm telling these stories and getting into wrestling here that this this is a wrestling podcast. And so the people that are going to be tuning in are wrestling fans. And so they are going to understand what I'm saying. Um, but just the off chance that, you know, that person's listening for some other reason or just whatever or just getting into wrestling or uh, trying to bring a family member on or whatever. It's a pretty obvious situation that professional wrestlers don't like it when you use the word fake. It's just, it's just, it's just disrespectful. You know, I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. I'm a retired youth counselor. I worked at a therapeutic uh, boarding school for at-risk uh, uh, youth, um, troubled the teens, uh, as they are quite often referred to. And they always knew they called me, uh, they called me Allen up there because um, that's how I signed uh, whenever I signed off on any of the my paperwork up there or any of the therapeutic uh, assignments or the the journaling assignments or anything I always just done my first initial B Allen so one of the students started calling me B Allen and it kind of just stuck so anyways they knew if they wanted to get uh, under B Allen's skin there you know uh I'm sure they passed it around to each other. I thought it was pretty damn funny, but, you know, they would each, at some point, just uh, for entertainment value, they would bring up, oh, yeah, you like that professional wrestling, you know, it's, it's fake or whatever, you know. And once I calm down, <laughs> this is one of, this is the analogy, a couple of the analogies that I would use when explaining it to them. And I've actually... Um, not that my, my son is, uh, you know, being my son, um, he's 13 and, and he's had kind of an awe on again and off again with wrestling, but he's always had a respect for it. And, but it's, I didn't explain this to him because he said it was fake. Um, he doesn't like it being called that either. And so I told him to explain to his, uh, friends at school or whatever, you know, I said, Hey, look, here's the best way to look at it is ask ask your friends is dancing fake is uh being a stuntman is that is performing stunts fake because see when a dancer right before they put together or as the before they go out and perform whether it's on a dance competition, whether it's at the Academy Awards, whether it's at the Grammys, whether it's for Circle SLA, uh, you know, broad, Broadway, no matter what, what what it is, obviously these dancers have to practice all these moves that go into their performance, right? So does that mean when they go out and dance that the dance is fake? You're not watching a real dance. You're watching a fake dance. You're still watching a dance. But even much deeper than that would be the 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 side of it with the with the being a stunt a stuntman. Uh, stunts are dangerous. Uh, stuntmen have died on set. Um, it's a very very dangerous profession. Uh, and you know just because in an action movie. Uh, you know, the stunt department gets together and they're talking to the main uh, stuntman that day that's going to perform, like, you know, the big scene for the movie or something. And they say, okay, we need to figure out, you know, you're going to get in this car and you're going to jump 
a river in a you know GTO and when you land on the side of the the bank of the river there we want you to flip the car we're going for like four or five rolls here or whatever even though he has a helmet even though they're on their you know their radios and they're uh, corresponding with one another and every you know everything's been uh, covered and he's got his safety harnesses on and all the shit that goes into it right and of course you know where I'm going with this you know I'm going with with Owen Hart, but does it make it any less dangerous when when the cameras roll, when the director says action, does it make it any less dangerous for this stuntman? Is this action that he's performing since it's predetermined? Uh, is this a fake reality that that he's performing? Macho Man, Randy Savage. Oh yeah, baby. Can you dig it? Snap into a Slim Jam. <laughs> yeah, love that guy. Love that guy. But yeah, we'll get into you know get into him a little, little bit down the line. And I am going to. Uh, one of the things is with some of these episodes going forward is I'm uh, you know I'm not only am I going to have like news updates, conversations, but I want to have um individual episodes and what I mean by <laughs> individual episodes they're all individual episodes what I mean is episodes that focus just on one individual you know uh, this episode is for the Macho Man Randy Savage you know this episode is for Jake the Snake Roberts this episode is for Sting you get the gist uh, so anyways um, yeah fake I don't think so, man. Especially, you know, you take, you look at, you look at the, you look at the crazy athletic ability of these guys too, and then it's like you take a guy and you lay him on a table. Okay, he's laying there on a table. Another guy, and this guy, by the way, is you know, let's say six foot four and two hundred sixty-five pounds, climbs on top of the top rope of the wrestling ring and jumps and delivers a splash onto this guy who's laying on the table, right? So this guy can be in great shape himself, the one who's receiving the blow. He can be laying on this table. He can be, uh, you know, he, he sees it coming. He's preparing for it. He's flexing. He's uh, tightening up, you know, tensing up for the blow, releasing his air just at the right time, whatever he's got to do. Any way you slice it, you're laying there vulnerable on your back. And here comes a man flying through the air and all this dead weight right across your, your chest and your ribs and your internal organs, right? And let's not even, you know, forget about the fact that it's, all right, like, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it. I'm kind of, kind of struggling a little bit at the moment because it's, you know, it's an intense thing. 
but there's only, you know, so much uh, that you can do to take that kind of a blow, right? No matter what, um, it has the potential to go wrong uh, and, and, and to hurt the individual. And, and as we know, um, that has happened so, so many times, right? So keep away from the F word. We don't like it around here. Here's a fun fact as well. Uh, I've always remembered this from years and years ago. Is I was watching an episode of, uh, uh, I, well, to tell you the truth, uh, I don't think it, it was like an actual episode of wrestling, but uh, it it featured it was like maybe like a news magazine or something. But anyways, they were they brought up an interesting fact that they were talking to an orthopedic surgeon. And he was saying that out of, and this is, you know, the NFL, the NBA, um, UFC, uh, you know, uh, you name it. He was saying that he has performed more surgeries on professional wrestlers than any other athletes. So it shows you the neck, the hips, the back, um, all the stuff that goes into it. Uh, it, it shows you the what we're talking about right there. But anyways, that's enough about about that. Um, and uh, so yeah, um, like I said, uh, this is you know uh, when wrestling was real, and what I mean by that also, and we'll get into this in deeper uh, into it deeper in in other episodes. I just am pretty upset right now with the. Uh, current state of the wrestling business and this is of course something that we will get into in more detail down the line but right now i'd like to give out a shout out to the number two uh inductee into the wwe hall of fame class of 2021 as we all know give it up for easy e the one and only eric bischoff without a doubt in my mind uh, Eric Bischoff is a absolute bullseye as far as uh, finally being inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame you know it's funny uh, my brother who currently lives next door to me um, let's see I'm 47 he's just about ready to turn 44 he uh, was part of this backyard wrestling situation with me. He grew up a huge, huge fan. As a matter of fact, very first wrestling show that uh, that we ever attended, well, the, and the only uh, show we ever attended together, was kind of on a whim. We were in Salt Lake City with my father. He was visiting his brother, uh, an uncle of ours, and uh, just out of the blue, uh, on uh, and, and, and this is even crazier to comprehend because it would never happen with such short notice in today's culture because WWE so you know blown up and popular but uh, they were in town 
at what used to be they would be performing at what uh, used to be the salt palace it was called it's where for the first uh, i don't know maybe a few years uh, after uh, larry h miller a local car dealer uh, had purchased the utah jazz uh, from new orleans they played there for a while until uh, he built a new building which at the time was known as the delta center but this was uh, before that and uh, they played in the Saul Palace, and this is where the wrestling shows and stuff took place. Anyhow, my uncle, uh, spur of the moment, um, being cool, you know, he was our favorite uncle, still is, uh, and he says to my, my dad, hey, let's, uh, let's get these boys uh, uh, and, and us some tickets to the show tonight over there, the wrestling show, WWF, O-F, was performing and uh, the and, and Hulk Hogan was on the uh, docket uh, to be in the main event. Uh, my uncle wasn't really wrestling savvy, but of course, even he knew who Hulk Hogan was. You know who the fuck did uh, who the hell didn't back in uh, the the early eighties. You know and this would have been let's see, I want to say I might have been about nine or ten, so I want to say eighty three, eighty four, maybe even eighty two. No, because my grandpa had been dead for a couple of years. He died in 82. So, yeah, this is 84 probably. And uh, anyhow, anyhow it, it, it turned out that uh, that uh, uh, Hulk Hogan uh, would main event and defend the WWF World Championship against the Macho King. That's right, the Macho King, Randy Savage. And this is when uh, Macho had uh, Scary Sherry as his valet manager and uh, the all-powerful Zeus, who recently passed away. So I'd like to send out my condolences to the family and to the memory uh, of... The Mighty Zeus there from No Holds Barred, uh, Tiny Tim Lister. And my apologies, as you will come to quickly understand if you listen to my pod, I'm kind of a scatterbrain. <laughs> I kind of get all over the place, but that's the beauty of the format I want to run with. These guys that get all, you know, these professional podcasters that get all crazy with their notes and their topics, and they get, you know, that's fine, but I just want this to be more of a no holes barred, uh, <laughs> excuse the pun, and uh, just more of a raw, another pun, uh, where we can just, you know, go ahead and lay the smack down. So, <laughs> with the rest of the talks, we can just any way we want, raw, real, and you might even hear my dog bark or fart in the background or something. But anyhow, uh, back to uh, my brother. Uh, he was a huge wrestling fan like me. He's kind of fallen out. Uh, he's fallen out of that uh, situation over the past few years. I update him occasionally and things like that. But anyways, uh, this does, believe it or not, relate to Eric Bischoff. Um, so when I text my brother, when I found out the other night, um, I sent him a text said, uh, yeah, about, uh, Eric uh, Bischoff inducted into the uh, 2021 uh, WWE Hall of, Hall of Fame. And uh, his uh, only response, right, uh, 
was only three uh, words. <laughs> okay. Uh, about, yes, three. About damn time. <laughs> and even he, even though he had, you know, fallen out for many, many, many years, um, it just shows you that even even in his, it just shows the, the impact that Eric Bischoff had. And whether you're a Bischoff fan or not, which I really can't imagine that you're not, because, you know, yeah, there's a lot of stories out there and such. And even for a time when he was with WCW, that's when a lot, a lot of the rumors really, you know, ran wild. And there was a lot of uh, talking against the man. And I have no doubt uh, in some situations, you know, he screwed up. But you know what? He admits all, all of this. <laughs> he admits it all. And that's why, you know, he's, that's what I, why I have respect for Eric, because he will admit things and and you know and it just goes to show you know i mean this he wasn't even his intent wasn't even to be in the wrestling business he was he wanted to be into advertising and sales and things like that and and for him to start out in the position that he did as just you know this you know little interviewer backstage and whatnot to move up to running uh wcw had nearly running uh, Vince McMahon into the ground. And yes, absolutely, he was uh, quite fortunate that he had a, uh, you know, um, millionaire, multimillionaire, um, Ted Turner, uh, giving him, you know, carte blanche, giving him an empty check book, so to speak, uh, for him to make that happen. That played into it for sure. But uh, just like Jim Cornette, who, you know, because, and I love Corny, I'm going to have to do a, a podcast just entirely on Jim Cornette, but, uh, yep, I am a card-carrying member of the cult of Cornette, but, but uh, both of these men, but back to Eric, the reason why McMahon had, had hired him, you know, a couple different times, and now he's doing some stuff with uh, AEW, um, the reason why people keep him in the fold is because he's a fucking genius man okay he's smart another thing i uh you know not only did he really you know come from the bottom and work his way up to you know to run wcw almost putting vince out of business but he he was always a stand-up guy right he's a black belt um uh, you know, and, and, and he had balls, man. I mean, even some of these wrestlers that he, I'm sure he knew might fuck him up. He wouldn't back down from them. And the ones that he knew that he was superior to, um, he wouldn't tolerate zero shit from them whatsoever. And, uh, you know, respectfully so. And uh, he, in my book, is a class act. Um, did he always do things the right way? No, but neither does McMahon. And look at, look at the shit McMahon's pulling, uh, these days. I mean, he's taking stars, uh, that could, I mean, okay. He's taking people like, uh, Alistair Black. Um, oh, I just had a mind blank there. The guy that's married to Charlotte Flair. Um, Oh, I don't know. I can't think of his dang name right now, man. Andra, Andrade. Andrade, yeah. And so, uh, tons of talent, uh, both of them, um, among many others. Uh, FDR, who's now with AEW. Uh, he's really, really screwed up a lot lately in, in my book. And, 
And that's, believe it or not, that's part of the reason that inspired me to, you know, start this podcast of when wrestling was real, you know, in quotations, because we've gotten so far away from that that it's ridiculous. And not only that, okay, it's the fact that he's really destroyed a lot of careers. And it's, 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 it's absolutely proven, right? He tries to pull off this. Uh, you have to have a, a certain uh, uh, way about you, and uh, you know, to be a, a WWE uh, uh, superstar and everything. And yeah, of course, that's to a, a big degree, you know. Okay, but if you take somebody like I'm sorry, uh, you know, God, you know, rest in peace. But but the Ultimate Warrior, you know, you take a bonehead like him. And he can be a star, all right? And then you take, to me, some of the biggest stars, um, Hulk Hogan, love Hulk, but Hulk Hogan, you know, uh, um, Ultimate Warrior, to name a few, uh, not the best in the ring, right? But they were big, they were strong, they had a lot of charisma, they pulled with fans and stuff and everything. But they, to me, are proof of the fact that if a company gets behind somebody and uses them the right way, then they're going to they're going to flourish. And this is also okay. I'll give you one more example before we go back to you know Bischoff and wrap this thing up for for the evening. But uh, Brett the Hitman Hart, right? When Brett the Hitman Hart, right after the Montreal Screwjob took off to WCW they absolutely positively misused the man right so there's proof that promotions and decisions within those promotions have a hell of a lot to do whether somebody makes it or they don't make it but my bottom line is if if McMahon would would step aside he would let wrestlers have a little more creative freedom, like Tony Khan is allowing to take place there at AW. I think it would better serve him. But anyways, um, very quickly back to Eric Bischoff. Big congratulations to him. And unless you're a Vince Russo fan, which I can't imagine, <laughs> and a true devout, knowledgeable wrestling fan, not thinking that guy's a complete moron, but that would be, to me, about the only people that may uh, disagree. Um, yeah, Eric Bischoff is one of the greatest minds, um, one of the greatest uh, promoters, storytellers, uh, uh, speakers uh, that wrestling has ever seen. And I'm uh, glad to say that he is going to be inducted and deservingly uh so as a matter of fact i'm gonna go finish watching uh chris van vliet's uh youtube uh channel uh where he is was interviewing uh, eric about the induction i watched about half of it i'm gonna go finish it right now so anyhow uh yeah uh this is uh when wrestling was real uh, I'm your host, Brandon the Sandman Allen. 
Um, I hope, uh, you know, some of you wrestling fans out there will get on board uh, with what's going on. Uh, please uh, forgive me. Uh, this is my, uh, you know, first true attempt at a wrestling podcast. I am going to learn as I go and put together a better uh, product as, uh, you know, time continues. And um, I hope uh, I would make a go of this. Uh, something I've been wanting to do for a while. I know there's a lot of great wrestling podcasts out there. I know there's a lot of great wrestling fans out there. And maybe they're looking for something a little more simple and rough around the edges, but uh, also down to earth and real. So, uh, yeah. Peace.